Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization, everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com. Join me Matthew, as always. How are you getting on, Matthew? Yeah, not too bad, Colin. Uh, Monday morning, or Monday early afternoon time of recording, yeah. so I feel like I'm coming down with the cold. I've got this this thing at this time of year, like it's February at the moment. And at the weekends, I'm like, when I go out, I'm like, well, it's spring now. So I've got this terrible habit of like t-shirt and just very light jacket. And we go out somewhere and, you know, I'm watching the wee one play at a park and I'm just standing there like literally blue. Uh, just put myself through absolute agony because I'm too stupid to just put a proper coat on when I leave that. It's wishful thinking. It's, it's what mm. we have to do as uh, Scottish people. Like yeah. our, our summers are so short that any possible like chance there's a bit of sun and warmth we have to get you know pretend it's going to happen so you know optimism if we dress for it maybe it'll happen cause <laughs> yeah. it to happen. what happens instead <laughs> is i get really ill <laughs> but, yeah you know exactly yeah one day yeah I, I i'm absolutely shocked and stunned that i'm not ill right now having been to more events in the last month than i've been to in the last two years all put together <laughs> like three different conferences a few like one at least one international flight it was yeah so i'm i'm very surprised i'm not currently suffering from yeah some kind of lurgy but i seem all right i'm gonna yeah i'll probably just jinx myself to talk to yourself and uh, yeah exactly <laughs> next week i'm gonna fall over <laughs> So, shall we get into it? We're doing a nice episode here. Uh, a wee mix of stuff, actually, Matthew, aren't we? You proposed a few things to go through. First of which, we'll get, well, let's tease a bit. We're going to tease a bit of the next season, which is really interesting, actually. I'm looking forward to talk to you a bit about that because you're doing a lot of work on the next season of Podcraft, aren't you? But you've also got some, uh, what should we call it? It's not a moan. People, are, you know, if you're a listener of uh, Podcraft, you know that Matthew likes a good rant, a good moan, but it's not exactly a moan, is it? No, it's <laughs> an observation. It's okay, a, an it's observation. A, yeah, it's an observation based on uh, some, I wouldn't even say conclusions that I've drawn because I'm, I'm malleable yeah. on this, but I've, I've just, uh, you know, I've got, I've got some thoughts I wanted to put to you and the listener, so we'll see how Indeed, that goes. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, so Matthew has some questions for us. I think I, uh, d- d- foreshadowing, I kind of I disagree with quite a bit of it, but in a kind of friendly, fun way, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we'll get into that. But first of all, let's get into the gear survey and uh, a wee bit of it. Uh, let's just chat a wee bit gear at the moment because I, I sent out a podcast pointers just recently to tell people about our gear survey. We'll tell you that about that in just a second. Uh, we've got a competition for it as well. Hopefully, get somebody in our readership or listenership a good uh, two. £150 token to um, so we'll get into that but also I sent out a pointer um, sharing the gear that Matthew and I are using these days um, and I got a lot of interest so I thought worth sharing on here as well Matthew you up for that yeah definitely cool um, so yeah go for it tell us about the gear survey first well first and foremost you just added 50 quid onto the prize there it was 200 <laughs> oh it's 200 sorry it's, uh, <laughs> that's a Christmas night out money getting chipped into it <laughs> um, but uh, I know the, the gear survey so we ran up we ran a survey back in 2019, remember, back in those halcyon days. Remember how the world was back then in the last decade. But we ran a podcast, a gear survey back then, didn't we? And it was just really cool, all the data that came in. We were able to see from the responses, you know, what the kind of popular mics at the time were, what yeah. you know, other equipment folks were using, whether they recorded with... Um, headphones, pop filters, desk stands, even stuff like sound treatment and that. It was just really cool to see what the state of play for everyone was. And uh, 
that did really well for us, you know, from a content point of view as well. It, it got a lot of shares, it got a lot of interest, and it's long overdue that we we did it again, basically, where, where you know, questions that are more relevant to today and uh, a, a couple of other things chucked in there as well. So have you taken yeah. it yet, Colin? I have. I went through it. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I actually found it surprising how little has changed. We did a couple of updates, but, you know, when we, we've done two, at least maybe three even. Do you remember? Is it only two we've done so far? Well, the last one was 2019. Yeah. Before that, but, my memory's but too that easy. Was yeah, that was an update. We, I think we'd done a couple of years before that. So this is, we have let it go for a couple of years. So it'll be really interesting to see how much has changed. But um, the hope was that this would be a regular thing every couple of years at least. Uh, so this is updating it. And yeah, I went through and I was surprised. Yeah, since 2019, not a whole lot has changed. There's maybe uh, the main thing kind of, wee bit more emphasis on video gear as well potentially a lot more people doing that but not everyone by any means um so yeah yeah uh i, I enjoyed it yeah it's good which it doesn't take too long so get out there and fill it out where do people fill it out matthew so the link is thepodcasthost.com slash gear 24 uh, the word gear, gear and the numbers 24 yeah i'll put a link Perfect. in the show notes obviously but yeah. uh, I, if you would be so kind as to take that, um, most of it is just multi-choice, so you fire through it really quickly, and if you, you, you get an option at the end to leave your email to enter the prize draw, for $200, yeah. $200 is the official prize, um, yeah. an Amazon voucher or equivalent, depending on where you are in the world. So uh, thepodcasthost.com forward slash gear24. Perfect. All right. And uh, yeah, I, I, we want as much variety in this as possible. Like we kind of, I mean, Matthew and I are kind of gear gadget um, nerds. We enjoy playing around with stuff like that. We often tell people don't use complicated setups, like just use a USB mic, plug it into the computer and get going. So we do want people, even if you're not that interested in gear, um, if it's really just a tool to get your voice out there in the world, uh, we'd still love to hear your thoughts on it. We want to get the full kind of uh, range of podcasters from technophobes right up to complete gear nerds so um, go over there forward slash gear 24 that's g-e-a-r 24 and you could win 200 dollars in some form or another um yeah so we just quickly go through our gear these days matthew what are you working on these days so at the moment uh i mean it's for the past like 13 years it's been the focus right scarlet 2i2 usb audio interface to give it its full name and uh, it's usually either a, an SM58 or a Samsung Q2U. At the moment, it's a Samsung Q2U plugged into that. I am now using the Maono PS22 instead. Pretty interchangeable with the Focusrite Scarlet 2i2. Uh, that's a driver issue. I've got loads of, I've had loads of software issues on my computer ever since trying out the Road Connect software. Um, for a recent review and uh, my focus right just won't work anymore i dare say if i like yeah, done a load of work and reinstalled stuff i could get it going but because i set the mono up and it's working and it's just the same as the scarlet i'm just using that but i yeah to to to, to simplify it yes yeah, laptop interface xlr mic and that's it set of headphones fired in um audio technica 20x's i think they are or 30x's but that's it yeah super simple yeah, yeah. what about you Quick question before I jump in. Um, why do you, when you're using the Q2U, obviously we recommend that a lot because it's just a USB mic, you can plug it right into the computer, but you can do XLR too. Why do you do it through the interface rather than just in straight in USB? I do think it sounds a bit better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not just me. I think it will sound a bit better when it's going in via XLR. 
because uh, there's the pre- a lot yeah. more background technology I, in the works, isn't there? So yeah, yeah. The, well, the preamps in the Focusrite particularly are really good, aren't they? Like mm-hmm. sort of uh, really high standard. My my own nose are probably exactly the same. So yeah, you're yeah. likely to get a better um, better effect out of them, I guess. And I, I'll just add finally, the only reason I swap between the, the Q2U and the SM58 is because I've got one of them at home and one of them at my office. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the unexciting reason that I choose between yes. the two. Nothing too sophisticated there. <laughs> um, these days I'm on, I've actually just swapped around because I just got the um, the Roadcast Duo, Roadcaster Duo plugged in. Uh, we, <laughs> we had all sorts of issues with this last episode, but uh, got it all working now. Got the, um, the Mix Minus all set up properly and I've got a, a Roadcaster, sorry, the Rode Procaster plugged into the Roadcaster Duo. Rhodes names always fun um but it's good i like the sound of it i think it suits my voice well i did have the um the samsung q9 u plugged in to the roadcaster before uh, and it's a usb as well so it's a nice one actually it's got the same as the q2u but you can plug it straight into a laptop uh, as well so it's good wee backup i liked it it was it's very bulky the q9u that was actually the main reason i swapped it out in the end it's just a big mic so uh, and i've got a shock mount for the procaster so um it made a big difference actually the q9u just on my uh, psa1 psa1 uh, boom arm was actually really noisy like whenever you shifted at all it was really rattly through the the mount so shock mount always makes a difference um, and i've got one for the procaster so that's why i put that back on so yeah nothing too fancy for me either keep it for simple. the for the yeah, totally. For the video nerds out there, I upgraded recently. I'm on a webcam just now, which is the LifeCam 360. LifeCam, is that right? No, no. no the Insta 360, sorry. Uh, the Insta 360 webcam. Um, really good camera, actually. It's a huge upgrade from the previous one I was using. 4K camera. Um, it can follow you around a little bit as well. There's some smartness in there. Like it's kind of gimbal type camera. So it's quite cool. So I actually record a lot of my YouTube stuff just directly with that now as well. So it kind of doubles up for podcasting too. Good for it. It can follow you around. What do you mean by yeah. that? Well, like you're at the it, toilet like it, and it's there. <laughs> it's on wheels just walks about yeah i uh, know so if i am um quite zoomed in with a webcam and i like shift over to the right or i on my like wheelie chair or something like the camera actually follows you it pans like the camera moves on a gimbal um so yeah it's just possible it's supposedly so that you can like have a big room and you can like record something a bit more dynamic you could walk around and have like a wireless mic on Mm. uh and look at the camera and it could follow you around a little bit so it's quite cool it's like having a cameraman (laughs) i have never just to be clear i've never actually used that in proper anger like i've never used it for a proper video i thought you were going to see in the toilet there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no not in the toilet no nor there nor there <laughs> just for the record yes exactly <laughs> so yeah thank you uh if you go over and fill in our gear survey that'd be great help us create some more great content for you we'll put out a report in a few months based on that data that's our gear that is the gear survey go over to the podcasthost.com forward slash gear 24 stand to win 200 dollars in some form or not all right Okay, Matthew, we teased it. What is your thoughts then? What is it that you wanted to raise? What is it you want to talk through? Well, first and foremost, I suppose it's a, it's a good opportunity just to tease uh, the next full season of PodCraft, isn't oh, it? Yeah, because yeah. It. I have been conducting interviews. I've been uh, having loads of good conversations with uh, podcasters that fall into certain criteria. So mm-hmm. 
podcasters I would class as successful because they've been going a long time. They've got, you know, maybe hundreds of episodes, they've been nominated for awards or they've won awards. So this sort of general criteria. I've been wanting to speak to folks in this boat and just uh, ask them a bunch of questions about why they started, you know, the, the roadblocks and challenges in the early days and, and what kind of led to them still going to this day. What's led to, what do they feel, you know, has led to them having success? And part of these conversations as well is inevitably around gear, tools, workflows, you know, software, things like that. And uh, so first and foremost, like it is, I'm, I'm very excited to be working on this season at the moment. I'm mainly in the, the production phase now. I've still got a couple of folks to catch up with, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be piecing this together. It's, it's going to be non-linear. It's going to be cut up and, you know, hopefully kind of documentary style rather than just uh, here's a full conversation with from start to finish. But in these conversations, I've found... You know, they've, they've been really, really good when it's been around the, the topic and the content and the approach and, you know, all that sort of stuff, the strategy. And then I've, in a lot of the, or in, in many of the conversations, the minute we get to things like equipment and tools and workflow, I wouldn't say that I hear the podcaster like, you know, sighing or anything like that, but I, I just don't sense as much enthusiasm for it as like them talking about everything else yeah, yeah and i think the reason behind that is just that most i i'm going to use words like most and many in the majority here without having any proof <laughs> whatsoever i'm just going to make a lot of assumptions here but i wonder if a lot of podcasters who have been going for a long time and just know their topic really well and they keep going and going and having success how much they actually care about things like mics i mean i've even spoke to some of these podcasters they've struggled to tell me what mic they're using because to them it's just like you know they 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 at some point shopped around found this thing it works it sounds good they just set up and forgot about it yeah yeah so you know either it's the case where folks just aren't using very much at all uh they're not really using any systems or workflows or much fancy software and i, I started to think like there's an irony in this that we've just talked about our gear surveying and stuff <laughs> like this but how yeah. much can we actually learn from looking at the the gear, the tools, the workflows of successful podcasters, as opposed to let's talk about your content and what you're doing there and what you've done there. So that that that's I guess my opening statement, Colin. I'll, I'll yeah, let you jump yeah. in uh, to to <laughs> get your thoughts initially. Yeah, it is an interesting one. It's because it, I, I think we we mentioned this off off camera just before we started recording. Like a, a big part of. A big part of the background, the provenance, the history of the podcast host, our website, is is gear. That's kind of what took off first. It was writing about microphones, mixers, recorders. The best mics article was like, it was the reason our company exists. Because that article was it ranked uh, top for best microphones for quite a long time. And generated a fair bit of Amazon income back when Amazon were actually paying a decent bit of income, uh, and that was really the like that that paid your wage for the first year or two. Literally, just that article, <laughs> like that was that was like how I could justify taking you on when we first started this company. Um, so gear, like people care, people do care about it for maybe right, right you know, rightly or wrongly, um, but. I think you're absolutely right. Like the longer you go, 
the less you care about it because you realize that it's not about that it's about the content but i think the trouble is there's always a kind of um teething point <laughs> teething phase at the start where you have to sort out your gear you have to think about workflow because you can't create it without it so you have to either take some advice or try out a few different things so i suppose that's my counter to it that yes i think we should it's gear software tools certainly like by far one of the least important parts of actually running a podcast as long as you've kind of covered your bases as long as you're you know a base level of quality but it still needs done once <laughs> at least um even if you care nothing about it you need to set it up once and then you can never think about it again which is cool but then there are other people that get into podcasting too because they are a bit nerdy about it and you like messing around with mixers and soundboards and um and trying different setups and different formats of podcasts too so yeah i don't know there's a there's a few things in there what, what do you think yeah no definitely i agree with what you're saying i think that i think you could almost split this into two Two areas. So the, the bigger yeah. picture, like we we obviously do need to know something about a microphone in order to get one. We need to we need to know that there are recording software platforms available and, and you know, editing software and stuff like that. So we need to know that and we need to choose something. Uh, I would say for most people at that point, it's job done. And I, I guess the danger for me, that's a, that's a strong word to use the word danger, but there's a risk of getting distracted because we maybe come across another podcaster. I'm using we in terms of me, you, the listener, whatever, but yeah, you know, you see this one, <laughs> you see this one podcaster and it's okay. So they are, I see they're using the Yeti. They're, you know, they're hosting on Buzzsprout. They're using Riverside, et cetera, et cetera. This is the formula to success. They're having success. This is what they're using. This is how they're doing it. Um, so the, I guess there's that, you know, I, I don't want yeah. folks to think that, oh, well, here's the formula because, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a fine enough setup. It's just that your podcast won't live or die based on that, will it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't think you're overstating it there. Danger, you try to shy away from that, but I think that's true. I, it's a real danger because there's so many podcasts die because of that reason, because things get too complicated, because the workflow gets too much to bear, because you just don't have the time to actually manage what you're you know what you're actually doing in the podcast itself or you spend so much time on the gear and the tools and all that kind of stuff that you just never grow it you don't spend time growing it or developing your content so yeah no i think you're totally right there i think it is like a you need to try and spend minimal time on that once you've hit a certain point yeah for sure so a bold statement i've got here is that there's very rarely a case where the kit that you already own isn't good enough for podcasting um there's certainly, you know, the situation where you might hear about somebody using somebody else and you have to get that kit um, yeah. or your show's going to die. That's like the, the only, I hate to use caveats or exceptions, but the one kind of area that I see that being more relevant is in the location recording or like audio drama, fiction yeah. podcasting. You know, I want to get loads of folk together in the studio. I could see then that this stuff is much more important, but see for 99 Point nine percent of podcasters were in front of the computer either with a co-host in person or speaking to somebody remotely or talking to ourselves it, it's likely that what you own is more than good enough for what you need you know if you're interested in that stuff fair enough but don't try and copy it is what i would say yeah and it'll make next to zero difference to your success 
Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're already, as long as you're not recording right now on like a an internal mic on a laptop or you know anything like that, it'll make next to zero difference. Um, in fact, I think I think sometimes, like, and again, this can be dangerous. It can be a distraction, but sometimes actually, you're far better just like spending a bit of time and money on the surroundings. You know, like getting in some soft stuff to make the room sound a bit better, and uh, you know, thinking about the environment in which you're recording. That kind of stuff can make far bigger difference than the the microphone itself so yeah there's other things you can spend your time on for sure you know i think i think tools actually are one of the more dangerous parts like we all think about microphones and mixers and things like that they can they can be a distraction they can be shiny but the thing that i suffer from more than anything else is actually like um you know the tools themselves the software (laughs) and Mm -hmm. swap i'm such a bad one for swapping and trying out new things and thinking this is going to be something that saves me time but actually ends up taking far longer because i've swapped and i've got something new to learn again is that is that something you suffer from definitely yeah absolutely i mean i don't i would say i don't uh, these days but it's, it's something that um has affected me in the past i do remember um, again, harking back to audio drama and fiction podcasts, I remember like years and years ago uh, talking about on my show, rec- writing my scripts in Word Doc, and I got this massive amount of feedback. Oh, I can't believe you're writing scripts in Word Doc. You should be using Scrivener. You should be using this. You should. And it made <laughs> me think, oh, I've been called out here. I've been found out to be an amateur. You know, I better try some of these uh, platforms. And then for the next few months, I went from free trial to free trial and I just wasted a bunch of time trying to figure out these, you know, I dare say they're brilliant tools, but I was like figuring out these good workflows and like what's the good template and layout and stuff. And I realized after like five or six months, like I've barely written anything here because I've just been fannying about all these tools. And I went back to like, I I could work a Word document, I opened it up and I got back to work and that was that. So It's, it's a really interesting point you bring up there around feeling found out feel an amateur because you're you haven't tried it all because you aren't using the hot new tool the the fancy one that like joe rogan or tim ferris or whoever like top podcasters using that has like millions of income and a whole team to run their their show you know it's ego isn't it like a lot of it is you want to be able to say i'm recording this on um, you know, uh, a roadcaster mixer and a $500 mic or whatever, as opposed to, oh, I just plug in a $50 mic into my computer and it, you know, just works really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that make me sound amateur? So there is a bit of that to it, isn't it? Like just having the confidence to say, it doesn't matter what tools I use. I'm writing my script on a piece of paper and I'm recording on a Samsung Q2U propped up on three books on my desk. And actually, you know, I know my stuff. I'm a good speaker because I've practiced that. I've worked on it and I spend time actually crafting a narrative, some great content. I do my research. I find out about the interviewee I'm going to talk about or I actually put some extra work into the production or something, you know, something around the craft rather than the actual tools in your toolbox. Yeah, it's it's hard, but it's hard to escape that, isn't it? That ego, that kind of imposter syndrome that everyone feels, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely like him. Um... You know, if if your project management system is just a whiteboard with like points one, two, three, these are the next things yeah. I need to do, whether it's that yeah. or, you know, you've got a Trello board built or an Asana board and it's all synced up to Calendly and Substack and, you know, it's like all automated and you've got AI and everything. Like if somebody wants to build something like that, then great, you know, as a hobby, but... Th- I don't want podcasters to see somebody doing that and because that podcaster's successful think, well, this is what I need to be doing now. 
you know, going back to the conversations that I've had, the, the real passion, the excitement to talk about how they've been successful is just, you know, this is my topic, this is the content, these are the type of episodes, the type of guests, mm. um, mm. you know, even talking about promotion and stuff like that. But like I say, I'd get to, you know, tell me about uh, the software that you're using or that. And it's just a bit like, well, you know, I, it's, you know, like I say, Squadcast or something. And you, people generally don't have much to say about it other than, yeah, it works and I use it. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, you mentioned like whiteboards and planning there, the workflow side of things. That's the one part I think actually. I'm I'm really interested to hear your interviews with all these people coming up. It's great. I, I love the fact that I've had nothing to do with this. So this is actually going to be a season of podcast I can listen to. Um, and you're like doing all the production around it too. So I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Um, but that's the part that I think I do actually get more from. If I hear somebody's different type of workflow or a technique they use or something I can integrate into the way that I work that does actually potentially make me more efficient um save some time or even just more effective or you know something like that or do you think that still falls into the same bucket do you think it still actually needs to work for you You need to keep it simple what do you think again i think there's two layers to it so like Mm -hmm. there there, there is the bigger picture thing of um you know we talk about time blocking a lot i think we both have our own variations on it and i think that is that definitely worth talking about um batch recording outsourcing these are like the big picture uh workflows that are definitely worth uh, touching on and and you know there's a good chance the listener will hear about one of these things and think that would work for me or i'll try that it's more when you get into the minutiae of the tools the software like the the way tools work together or the way you know the order that you do certain things then i, I think there's a danger of getting bogged down in details then so i i think these things have value and on the bigger scale um right yeah, the like the the mindset, the, the sort of higher level productivity approaches, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get you. That, that makes sense. Because, yeah, you need to still have, you can always improve that stuff. And that's the stuff that actually helps. Like, that's always the biggest, one of the biggest problems we hear from podcasters, isn't it? It's just finding the time. It's finding the consistency. It's all that stuff. Um, and that's less about tools. And I often find, fall down that rabbit hole exactly like you've just said. Like right now I'm playing with how to sync up a few different tools from recording to like clipping to be able to publish some more video clips and that kind of stuff. And it's just, it, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter the kind of process you use. It always takes way longer. So yeah, I got you. Mindset mm-hmm. rather than actual process. Not even mindset. Um, the... I mean, I wouldn't class batching or time rec- uh, time blocking yeah. as a mindset yeah, okay. thing. I would still yeah. say it's a process, but yeah. it's a tools agnostic process. Like it doesn't matter how, what you use to time block. Like you've, yeah. you've said, a physical notebook, you know, a, a Word document, whatever. Um, it's yeah, not a big I got way you. That I got you. But then when people start fighting about whether you're time blocking using a spreadsheet versus mm, like exactly. doing it in Asana versus ClickUp or whatever, yeah, that's when it becomes like I, yeah. I can't believe you're manually entering appointments into your Google Calendar. You should have this like you know really efficient like sync up with this other software, and you know, and yeah. that like I, I do, <laughs> I do use tools that I really like and I find really useful. You know, like Calendly, uh, one mm-hmm. of my favorite tools. It, it's makes all this um syncing up with interviews and meetings and stuff so easy yeah. but because that works for me um doesn't mean it will necessarily work for somebody else or be necessary for anyone else so yeah yeah, yeah. 
I, I've found as well many times over the years, like whether it's with our podcasting workflow, our blogging, our video, whatever it is, we've we've tried to introduce a lot more automation. So we we swapped over another swapping. So <laughs> maybe not. A, but anyway, we swapped over to Asana um, for our project management for our you know just the, the work we do as a team, both on Alitu and in the podcast host, and we spent quite a lot of, I say we Jenny was did some sterling work around this setting up a whole bunch of automations and um triggers and all sorts of stuff so that like when a writer submits a blog post it automatically creates a task to edit to create the graphic and then once the graphics finished that automatically brings it into some other place so there's all these you know automations and workflows that should theoretically make our work more efficient more um more foolproof more bulletproof but I've often found, whether it's in that or whether it's in our content creation or whatever, the more automation you bring in, sometimes it does save time, but often times it just makes people take their eye off it. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to this, but you know, the fear of like, uh, you know, the automatic driving and Teslas and stuff, the fact that it keeps you in your in your lane and cruise control and stuff. Like my dad will refuse to use cruise control in his car, even though it's been around for 30 years, just because he thinks it takes his attention off the road and he's more likely to crash. <laughs> so like, I think that's actually the case with workflows as well. Like the more I've seen evidence of this and our team certainly, like when people rely on the automations, things do get missed much more easily actually. And you kind of, you, you lose touch with the process and actually it is worth manually entering into ca- uh, things into calendars or or bringing in like manually going and checking on task statuses once at the same time every day or something like that you know it keeps you on it and actually that's part of our work that's part of us being you know involved and as part of a team and getting things done is actually having routines and doing things manually so i don't know i, I subscribe to a bit less of that automation than i used to for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean it, it's a whole topic its own obviously as well but you know the, the more and more like we've got our AI tools round up which I, I try and keep updated and there's new stuff coming out every week and you know a lot of it it's it's coming from a good place but th- there's almost a a push towards like the, the utopia is soon here where the human brain won't be needed to have all this great content like that's just you could spit out all this great stuff and yeah you can't really remove and you can't at all you can't remove the brain from it and still have value i would argue like you could repurpose stuff but it still needs more work more human work than i think a lot of these app developers would like to believe a lot of quality yeah. control yeah. involved so I'm still finding that the the video clipping in particular, the highlight, you know, a lot of the AI tools that bring out social media quotes or um, here's a highlight to repurpose into video or here's, you know, things like your, even your chapter headers for um, like getting that via AI. I'm still finding that really, it needs a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. Like it's still not, still like, I don't know, not even like 50% there, 60, 70% maybe max. Mm-hmm. It still needs a lot of work. I'm, I'm not finding it useful yet. I'm sure it'll get there potentially, but then I'm also interested to think maybe it won't. Maybe that is the last like 20, 30% that always just is going to need a human. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be able to suggest us a hundred clips, but it'll take a human to go through and pick out the only the 10% of them that are actually any good. And the same with quotes and the same with anything. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not sure. That's the hope. <laughs> as writers, <laughs> as content creators, eh? We want that to be the case. Although, yeah. on the other hand, I don't, because I want AI to be able to do it all for me automatically too. <laughs> it's like a war. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Anything else on that, Matthew, or have we uh, covered that? Aye. So, um, a few closing thoughts. Yeah, it, it would be great, wouldn't it, if, if it was just as simple as, like, because, again, referring back to the gear survey, it's obviously quite funny we're talking about this, but we also are yeah. really keen to <laughs> to learn about all the, the different equipment that folk are using. But, um, well, firstly, like, some folks might say, well, why are you running that gear survey then? Like, what, what would you say to that? Well, I mean, to me, it's like I said earlier, like you still need to set it up. You still need to know what to use. You still need those recommendations at some point. Like you, you do, you still do need them, even if you want to take the approach where you don't think about it afterwards, you set it up and forget it. Um, and then there's others like, like me, like you, like many of our readers actually are just interested too. It's just like, it's good data. It's just, we're, I'm geekily curious that, uh, like what other people are using. And that's why I do still ask people what they're using. So, um, even if it's not going to cause me to change what I use, I'm still like talking about it. It's just, it's kind of like a hobby, isn't it? Yeah. Like as somebody who's been reviewing equipment now for going on 10 years, like it's, it's just personally quite interesting for me to to see data where I see like I remember that mic when it just came out you know I had it before yeah. anyone else reviewed it and now it's like really <laughs> popular like there's a there's a certain um, satisfaction in that for me personally I know I'm in a tiny minority yeah. there but uh, there yeah. are a lot of folks out there like us that are just very interested <laughs> in this aren't they so yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I think it makes good uh, good data, good reports. It's something that um, podcasters can, uh, it's fun to read through and see what other people are using. And, you know, sometimes you do get a tip. Sometimes you get something like, oh, look, this person has got a slightly better camera. I'm trying to do a bit more video. So there's a there's an upgrade or there's a set of headphones. I have been thinking about the, these things. <laughs> My current headphones, the padding is all completely ripping off them and you can't get these ones anymore. I've had the, this, this was a set and forget it from six or seven years ago. These are the Samsung. Remember these ones, Matthew? The Samsung ones we got in the old Samsung Q2U kit. Yeah, the, I claim that they're really creaky on the job. Yeah. You 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 reject that claim. I fine. Well, I, I mean, they do creak a bit, but not not so much that I want to give them up because I just find them the most comfortable, easy to use, like best headphones. They're the best balance of uh, giving you good quality over a year, but without blocking out my own voice, so I can still hear myself pretty well. So I don't know. I'd love them, but I can't get them anymore. It's going to be impossible. So actually just, I'm going to have to look this up now and get a new set. So the gear survey will give me those ideas. So yeah, that's the idea. I think it's still worthwhile for sure. Yeah. Well, final shout out for that link, thepodcasthost.com forward slash gear 24. Uh, I would love to get a, a good few hundred more responses for this and, and get some really solid data. And uh, yeah. I look forward to doing the right up come the time as well. Indeed, that'd be perfect. And yeah, if you are looking for gear, so if you are at the stage of setting yourself up and it is a point where you should be thinking about this, then go over to, we've got a full gear guide on the podcast host, obviously. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of articles, but but we've got one which is a roundup that'll send you to the right places. You can find that over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash equipment. And if that's not, I'm sure that's what it is, isn't it, Matthew? Yeah, I've totally gone I, into that with the, the short link. Uh, not entirely sure <laughs> but it is yeah it's forward slash equipment and I'll take you to the right place it'll tell you the right mics all that kind of stuff for whatever setup you're using so pop over there um, and see that 
And final mention, of course, um, if you are setting up or if you are wanting to improve your workflow, like we said, go over and check out Alitu as well. Alitu is our podcast maker app, uh, which has got call recording built in. It's got audio cleanup. It automates your production in terms of adding music and transitions. You can edit your podcast in there with audio waveform editing and text-based editing as well. And it's got podcast hosting built in, which is free up to a thousand downloads a month too. So go over to alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com. That'll help your whole podcasting workflow, create the whole thing in one place. All right, Matthew, you better get off and start making the next season now. Yeah, back to work for me. <laughs> uh, fire up Adobe Edition, get back to it. If only Indeed. there was an AI tool that could just edit and transcribe and produce it all, you know, without <laughs> me doing anything. But. No chance. Need your, <laughs> need your special craft, your special brand of uh, creativity, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, definitely. That's what I like to insist. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, everyone out there, thank you for listening. Thanks for following along. We'll see you on the next season of Podcraft upcoming in the next few weeks, Matthew. Is that no, fair don't to say? say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometime in March. Hopefully yeah, soon. We'll anyway. have March. Yeah. We'll do March. Weeks rather than that. months. Yeah, totally. <laughs> cool. All right. We'll talk to you then. Bye.